This is the Hans Shot First Podcast. They don't know it, I'm telling you. We'll be talking in-depth about common movie moments from my dead body. With the mix of all things pop culture along the way. Yeah, all Scott. Okay. Welcome everyone to Hans Shot First. I'm Jeff, joined as usual with Scott and Alex. Say hello. Hello. Hey. I think I missed a word in there. Uh, <laughs> this week we're talking about the Thomas Crown Affair. The, the, yep. the newer one. The, yeah, this came yeah. out in 1999. Directed by John McTiernan. Written by Alan Trustman, Leslie Dixon, and Kurt Wimmer. I almost said Warner. about Donna Dixon? Yeah, Sorry, Pierce that, Brosnan. No, no, let's stop for real quick. Uh, that's the guy that that I don't know if he I don't know if he directed Equilibrium, but I think he wrote it. But he definitely directed uh, Ultraviolet. Wait, which Yeesh. guy? Kurt Wimmer, Wimmer, whatever. Uh, one of those movies was good. Oh yeah, he did, and Total Recall. <laughs> he wrote Equilibrium. The new Point Break, and Total Recall. The new Total Recall. This guy's a loser. All right. Um, <laughs> hey, Equilibrium was great. It was. I gotta admit. Um, all right, starring Pierce Brosnan, Renee Russo, Dennis Leary. Renee Russo. Renee Russo. Hey, Russo. Ben Gazzara is like in it for like two minutes. So is Fritz Weaver. <laughs> More like Eddie Weaver. It's, fun, it's funny. Ben Gazzara is like, you see like the back of his hand in the elevator scene. <laughs> they didn't even show him. It was weird editing. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, Scott, this was your movie. Tell us your history with it. So I remember seeing this in the theaters and being surprised by the amount of nudity. Uh, I do not remember yeah. if I saw it with parents. Um, I mean... Props to Renee Russo because, like, she she could have very easily said like, "No, like my tits have been out enough <laughs> in this movie," and, and no one would have been able to, to gainsay her. Um, but yeah, she was like, she seemed game for all of it. For, um, to to be fair, she looks amazing. Like, um, yes. So she's not, nothing to to be ashamed about. But man, like, this is just like. In a lot of ways, it's just kind of a breezy romance with the the high stuff kind of bookending it, um, with yeah. all this nudity in it. <laughs> That's all her. I, I guess you see his his ass at one point. Um, in Jimmy Smith style. Yeah, we could could have been a stunt ass though. We don't know. Not Jimmy Smith's. It was the other guy, wasn't <laughs> Sipowitz. it? Sipowitz. Sipowitz. Oh, Sipowitz. Yeah. That's right. Sipowitz style. Uh, <laughs> I wish I was Sipowitz. But uh, yeah, I remember, remember really enjoying it. Um, and I see it. some of that Alderanian ass. <laughs> <laughs> I've I've seen seen it uh, several times over the years. Um, it was one of those movies that was on cable all the time that I just kind of have on the background. Uh, you know, like I said, I, I think it's it's an easy watch. Um, this time around, I, I did watch it on. I think we all all did on Amazon through their freebie thing. Yeah. Which, which I don't know anything about freebie other than that there were commercials, but it, there wasn't edited otherwise. Um, right. Which I guess is nice. Oh yeah. 
um, to put up with, with that nonsense. Uh, but, uh, yeah, and then it wasn't until years later that, I, you know, I, I realized, oh, yeah, this is a John McTiernan flick. Um, a very reliable director um, as, as far as making entertaining fare. So, yeah. Yeah, um, for those, I guess, Die Hard, Predator, things like that. Yeah. John McTiernan. Um, all right, I'll, I'll go next. Uh, I've never seen this. I, I could have sworn I'd saw part of this on TV or cable a couple times, but not, none of this looked familiar at all. So maybe I was thinking of that TV show that he used to be on. Was it Remington Steel or whatever? <laughs> I have no idea. I don't think I've ever seen an episode of that. Uh, but, I, but I guess I, that's where I, he got his big start. Well, no, remember me either. We 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 remember where he got his big start uh, when we did the the Long Good Friday. What now? So this what is like very very early on in the podcast. I don't think we were even doing our list yet. We it was like the the theme was when people are totally screwed. And oh, that's right. And I was, that was Eddie Valiant was yeah my my the my, my, my yeah my, at the end yeah my, that was my main example was was yeah uh, was uh, Bob Hoskins I'm about to be assassinated by uh, Pierce Brosnan. Okay, so we didn't do it. You saw it and you talked. That's about right. It. That's right. I guess we did. <laughs> yeah. I take it. Jesus Christ! I take it back. Uh, <laughs> well, no, I just I never even heard of that before. Let alone that we did a podcast on it. I was like, like, what the? That was like Jesus. That was like in our first ten episodes, I think. No, mm-hmm. no, I don't think about it. Uh, we should do a full episode on that because it's really. Uh, anyways, we should talk about how Bob Hoskins has the best accent ever. He does. He does amazing American accent. <laughs> What's the Jet Li movie where he was in? That was great. Well, well he was great in it. It was uh, like Mike Cockney. Uh, that <laughs> it was hero. That was that was uh, <laughs> Bob Hoskins was yeah. unleashed. But, yeah, Bob Hoskins was one of the uh, eunuchs in the background. Um, yeah, it was unleashed. Oh, he was the pirate in Hook. With Jet Li was one yeah, of the um, other pirates. Well, Jet Li was one of the Lost Boys. Oh, okay. He was Rufio. Oh, boy. <laughs> it was not Rufio. Okay. He went on to, to voice Zuko in uh, Airbender. Anyway. Oh, okay. Jet Li, that is. Yeah. <laughs> Naturally. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, yes, first time I've seen it. And uh, I saw the same thing on that freebie, whatever that is. Alex. Uh, kind of same to Scott. I watched it in the theaters because we were on the hype train for GoldenEye. And James Bond is like, oh, this time he's going to be a master thief and everything. And, uh, yeah, a little disappointed that he wasn't, he's not, Pierce Brosnan is not the star of this movie, even though I think he's top build. Uh, it's a man's world. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't but know about that. The boobies were nice. <laughs> I, I don't know if... Like, it's he, a woman's world. I don't think it's... Yeah. Like, she might have more screen time than him, but the movie starts... It's all about him, so I, I don't know where you're coming from on that, Alex. Mostly because, yeah, it starts on him, but then I would say a good third of the movie is Pierce Brosnan, but then the rest is uh, Rene Russo's character. Well, I, mean, she, I mean, he's the protagonist. So... Yes, but uh, to me, he's more of a supporting okay. role to Rene Russo. That's what I meant. 
I think the story is really about Dennis Leary, and they're just surrounding him. <laughs> it's a, uh, that's true. It's actually it's actually about Ben Gazzara, the lawyer that's in the movie for two minutes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's actually about Ace Ventura's landlord, <laughs> who's in jail. <laughs> Ventura. Yeah, wasn't that that was the Mark Mogolis guy? Yeah, yeah, that's. Oh, you guys gotta watch Breaking Bad for Christ's sake. Um, okay. Oh, one one note about Scarface. Yeah, James James Bond yes. in the in the scene when they're dancing. He wasn't allowed to wear a tuxedo because of his bond obligations. Oh, what that's why the it's all undone with the bow tie and everything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> stupid. What kind of stupid rule is that? Oh, he wears clothes in our movies. That's good. People are going to be confused by that. <laughs> yeah, okay, get him thinking he's actually James Bond. Yeah, he's Thomas Crown. Crown. Oh, Thomas if you go Crown. to Mark. If you go to Mark Margolis's page on IMDb, the first thing that pops up is his scene in Ace Ventura <laughs> on the little no. video window. That's great. The very first scene was him as uh, Tio Salamanca with the air, the nose pipe. The nose. Uh... Anyway, the nose hey, pipe. I guess, I, I guess the nose pipe. The breather. I guess I must have missed that. The, the nose pipe, as they call it in the old country. Yeah, <laughs> the nose pipe. Okay, anyway, as usual, we're going to talk about seven items from the movie. <laughs> yeah, we're back, everybody. <laughs> yeah, sorry for the layoff. Uh, Scott, what's your number seven? It's uh, a layoff. Oh, yeah, just to, to add on a jet there. Yeah, we, we did if I have a small hiatus, so thank you. Welcome back, all that. Um, mm-hmm. my, my number seven uh, is the byplay between uh, Pierce Brosnan and Faye Dunaway. Um, it's, oh, there was no biplane in this movie. Oh, it was a Cessna. Should have been. And a glider. It was a, it was a pit, pits. Um, it's it's, it was a weird thing for them to do. It was fun, like I don't see how she's helping him at all because she's just constantly antagonizing him. Yeah, I know. Uh, but it is it is fun. <laughs> I was say. It is a lot of fun to to watch her like be amused, um, and and the two of them, uh, you know, kind of spar. Um, and I guess she was in the original one. Yes. Yeah. So um, it was. A, I think that's why I was like, "Oh, that's why she's in this." Yeah, fun callback there, and it was. It was also just a good way to kind of get um, his sort of internal struggle, which you don't get a whole lot of. Um, so uh, yeah, yeah I, I I enjoyed that. It, it was weirdly lit though. They were like in a dark room, and each of them had like a spotlight on each other. <laughs> I know. It looks slick, and again, there's some, some good acting there. But uh, yeah, is is uh, a little weird, but enjoyable. Yeah, That's yeah I was gonna say, it. what kind of psychiatrist just laughs in there? Yeah, the, the last time like she that. sees him, yeah, she's like, <laughs> yeah, it's like, uh, yeah. is this and, is this like psychiatrist she, or is and, this like a bitchy mom? Not only that, but she gives him really bad advice um, when she does. <laughs> Where I think she tells him um, that, like, oh yeah, that that their relationship can't work is basically what she tells him, like, <laughs> which is mm-hmm. like not great because it's supposed to be romance. Thanks, and they Doc. do end up together. But anyway, maybe she's using reverse psychology. Mm, that's true. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, my number seven, uh, Renee Russo was 
fucking awful in this. Now, <laughs> Scott pointed out, maybe it's just the character. I don't know. So I don't know if I should blame Renee Russo's acting or the character. It, she was the most annoying character I've seen in a movie in a long time. Made no sense. Wow. Didn't like anything about her. Uh, except maybe with the nude scenes. But even then, it was just pointless. <laughs> right. Well, there were a couple yeah. points. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, well, she, I just did not... Ah, it just bugged me, and there's so much wrong with it that I don't even want to single anything out, but just did not like her or her character. And I don't know what to blame, so mm-hmm. I'll blame the character and the direction, and I won't blame her. Because I do like her and other stuff. I like her a lot. Yeah. And Major League and... Yeah. Lethal Weapon movies and whatever else I can't think of right now. In the Line of Fire. But this. Baby. Oh, I just... I have more to say about her later. But anyway. Yeah. It's my number seven. Alex. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, I don't know if it's my age or everything, but the sex scene in Thomas Crown's house looked extremely uncomfortable. Especially (laughs) the the staircase (laughs) sex scene. Yeah. I have that on my list. Like, have you, have you guys seen? All I'll say is, I'll say for Scott, but all I'll say is, have you guys seen History of Violence? Oh, oh Jesus! Yeah, yeah, that's how stair sex ends up. <laughs> <laughs> Not how they portrayed it in the Thomas Crown Affair. Not realistic. I don't buy it. No, no, no. It's awful. The whole time I was like, oh my gosh, you're gonna get fucking scoliosis. And an expensive dental bill, apparently. Yeah. For Dallas. Yeah. They fall off the fucking desk. Jesus H. Yeah, they're going to break their damn necks. Anyways. <laughs> McTiernan just action scenes nonstop. <laughs> yeah, I can't, like, the bed is too yeah. soft. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, Scott, number six. Number six is sex on the stairs. Like, it's <laughs> the... Six is good. I, I, I feel like I'm on a roll, like, putting out what I feel are like extremely ridiculous things lately uh, for, for those different movies. And this, mm-hmm. this was it here. <laughs> the like, yeah, some of the high stuff didn't make any sense if you stopped to really think about it. Um, but sex in the stairs, like who, like <laughs> who no. saw that was like on set and was like, yeah, yeah, that's just like, you know, you know, you have sex on stairs all the time. Like, <laughs> yeah, you won't. This is gonna be hot. You, you can't even make it to the bedroom. You won't mess up your back or bang your knee or your elbows or <laughs> fucking marble stairs too. I think there was like a, a like before they transitioned to the desk part. They yeah, they weren't even carpeted. <laughs> the, <laughs> There's no cushion at all. Yeah, but the at one point they she was like turned to the side. Like it was like extra like awkward like. <laughs> Yeah, it was it was ridiculous. Yeah, uh, it was weird. It was, it was a definite misstep. It was unnecessary. Uh, mm-hmm. I get that they're kind of on the bed later on when they go to the tropical island, but it's no, see, it's, that's it's, it's fine. okay to have like a different bed, like two different beds. <laughs> you can do that. No, that was that was fine. It's just that yeah. No, no, for my, me anyways. No, my my point was that like it would have been okay if they had done it like in the bedroom. <laughs> um, yeah, we got that house. Yeah, a nice comfortable spot. Man. Maybe they just like is because that was the set. Like there was no bedroom. Well, they know they show his fucking bedroom. Yeah, I forgot. Yeah, He's they pack it up the yeah, suitcase. They do show his bedroom. So yeah, there's no reason. With Esther <laughs> Cañadas. So 
Yeah, sex on the stairs. Which also sounds like a drink. It does. <laughs> oh, fuck up your back. <laughs> oh, my back. I had too much sex on the stairs <laughs> last night. <laughs> All right. My number six is kind of tied to the Renee Reese stuff, but not. this has nothing to do with her personally. It's why... Would the police allow this insurance person, bounty hunter, to be in all the crime scenes at all the time? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Every single moment of the movie. She's in the room with the cameras. Like, that makes no freaking sense. Like, all the, all yeah. they had to do was, like, some throwaway line about how, like, oh, like, some rich donor to the police department, like, yeah, like talk to the... Governor's on talk, my ass. Talk like to this. the chief. Yeah, chief's on my ass. Like, you gotta, <laughs> chief's on my ass. You gotta, so that's right. Like, that's all it would have taken. It's all it would have taken. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That they didn't buy Yeah. That. No, it's <laughs> not even like it's a jurisdiction thing. It's just literally just. I did, Jeff. I, 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 I was going to say this for an mention, but I did laugh out loud when she comes back with the painting and the entire floor is cheering and clapping for her. Like, yeah. Like any of those cops, like, A, no. knew what was going on or B, would have given a <laughs> shit. Like, <laughs> like, yeah, maybe Dennis Leary and uh, Frankie Faison, uh, like their characters, would have cared. But yeah, but the whole floor is like, "Woo, you've just solved like the crime of the century." <laughs> yeah, like, nah. Yeah, yeah. They they would not have cared. And then she didn't. Well, and it was like it made sense where she was not doing things the legal way, the right way, right? Which that made sense. Mm-hmm. But then yeah. why she would be allowed with these people? Yeah, yeah. Just... It's like uh, Dennis Leary. Why aren't you arresting her? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she just broke into this man's house. Yeah, like I was kind of thinking, like in *Lethal Weapon*, she's uh, right. She's not with the LAPD or whatever, but she's part of Infernal. What do they call it? They make fun of it. Internal affairs. affairs. Yeah, I think they call it something. They make fun of her in the movie. But anyway, but at least that makes sense. It's part of you know they don't like her, but it's part of the thing. But this just was stupid. Stupid. All right, Alex, number mm-hmm. six. My number six is, and this also flummoxed me when I was when I first watched it as a kid. But when he steals. The Monet, and he puts it in that briefcase. Somehow, the briefcase just cuts the frame. But <laughs> I read Alex deep. I, I was reading yeah. the, the trivia on this. Um, originally, he was supposed to like snap off the frame and then mm-hmm. fold it over in half. But they were like, "If we show him doing that, like people are gonna like him because he's destroying like." <laughs> Instead, they just kind of cut away before he was done like folding it in half. Yeah, so, it's, okay, so he's got some sort of gadgety case where it, like, cuts the frame while it's in the briefcase so he can fold it up, and then when... I did notice, like, an, uh, a very thin line on my HDTV now, uh, um, the back of the frame when he was putting it behind uh, the the Heidi screen. So, I was like, okay, I guess the briefcase cuts the frame? It Without did, damaging the painting at all? It all right. did bug the shit out of me when the, the whole water paint thing at the end. The little, <laughs> that was stupid. Because, like, I'm sure we'll talk more about it later, but just the idea that, oh, the the painting behind it is perfectly okay. Like, Yeah. Like, I mean, I know they're oils. Yeah, I don't. But, I, yeah, I'm no expert, but I don't think that's how that works. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is not. Like, maybe he put some kind of special... Like, he... Even if he'd, like, protected it against the water somehow, he had altered the painting. But, yeah, we'll get mm-hmm. more into that. Yeah. 
But you guys, his case was made by Q. Oh, not Q because it's not Bond. By R. <laughs> you know well, that, that since okay, since we're talking about this, that that also bugged me. The the case he uses at the beginning that that holds open the gate. Mm-hmm. Like, I like how they just snap it open. Like, <laughs> wouldn't, wouldn't the like have been crushed? Like, it would not have opened anymore. Anyways, just saying. No, that's true. They should have had a tougher time or have a crowbar, take a crowbar to it. Yeah. Something. I Okay, I'll get that. It's not it's not the part of the movie. You don't want to sit there for an hour watching a scene of cracking open a <laughs> case. No, but the CSI guys go and it's like, oh, this case is hard to open. Clink. Shit, there's titanium honeycomb bullshit in here. So like kind they, of body armor. I also like yeah. how they can just look at the metal and go, oh, yeah, that's titanium. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's a detective. Dennis Leary. Oh, there you go. Yeah. They should have, like, done, like, the drug test and, like, licked it. Oh, yeah, that's, that's titanium. <laughs> yeah, titanium. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Street grade titanium. <laughs> All right. Alex, did we do your number six yet or no? Yeah, that was the briefcase Same. cutting Same. the frame. Okay. So, Alex, I'm sorry, Scott, number five. <laughs> uh, my number five um, is, is Rene Russo's character here. Um, I, I really liked, like, how glamorous they made her. In the in a late '90s kind of way, yeah. um, like her hair did not kick my ass, as, I, as I'm fond of saying. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, that she she's very chic. It reminded me of kind of like a, a Audrey Hepburn and, and some of those older movies, and she was in a couple, well, at least one heist movie. Uh, but uh, yeah, I just the real like, McCoy. <laughs> it was not the real McCoy. Oh. Uh, Ah, damn it. Alex threw me off my channel. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I liked how like composed she was. But then, to Jeff's point, um, I think this movie treats her a little unfairly. Um, where she, she kind of has that breakdown in the middle, which seems out of character. Um, I get her being conflicted. I, I wish they, they just like dialed it back a notch. Um you know, to see her fly off the handle like that um, when he's, like, much more in control. Um, the whole idea is that they're supposed to be equals. Um, but she's yeah. the one that, that again, um, begins to act irrationally. Um, so, yeah, I did, that I didn't like. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, overall, though, I really liked, like, the kind of, kind of femme fatale um or you know, a character's not dour. A character likes to laugh, um, and she likes to sunbathe <laughs> mm-hmm. a lot. Uh, but um, yeah, I, I just really liked her look in this movie. I can't really th- think of somebody that like appeared in a movie like this. Uh, like maybe Catherine Zeta Jones in Ocean's Twelve kind of had that that kind of classic movie star. And I kind of looked to them. Um, mm-hmm. but, yeah. uh... And I will say, like, it's it, for her age, too, right? She's a little old, older in Hollywood terms for the, for all of this. And she was age-appropriate for the protagonist. Yes. So, like, that was very nice to see. Yeah, that, yeah that was good. That's like a novel thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, all right. Uh, on to my number five. Uh, just Dennis Leary in this movie. I liked him. Like, he wasn't cracking wide. He wasn't doing, like, uh, 
what's the it's the, the the Wesley Snipes Stallone movie where he's in it, but he's basically doing oh. a stand up routine and his yeah yeah, yeah the Jeez, demolition, demolition man, man. yeah <laughs> he's just where it's Dennis Larry like just basically being Dennis Larry like this one I I liked him it just felt like a cop and yeah it was Dennis Larry I haven't seen him in a while I wonder how he's doing he didn't come to your party you know, <laughs> probably the whole Boston thing I'm not a big fan of Boston yeah, probably but. The sports team is not the city. Best. Uh Alex, number five. Uh, my number five, the uh, romance scene scenes uh, were dragging a little bit. Agreed. Because I already got the idea that they were, you know, matching wits, and then they were kind of she was kind of falling for him and everything. And it's like, okay, maybe it's just me. It's like, okay, I've had enough. But I kind of don't think the movie on the whole was made for our demographic. Not entirely enemy, anyways, because this is very like romance heavy. Maybe McTiernan wanted to stretch his legs a little it's, bit. It it does oddly switch gears. Um, yeah, yeah, and then spends a whole lot of time in, that in the middle. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I agree. So yeah, that was a bit long. Could have used some editing. All right, um, Scott, number four. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, so number four is amused uh, Frankie Faison, who's character is pretty i'm sure they say his first name but <laughs> um and and disinterested dennis leary pretty. um like like you said jeff um i like them that they're they're both i think john mcturn really good at, at having these these smaller side characters just kind of pop be be likable not not steal the scenes but you know they they kind of add to everything that's going on around them um you know Predator, Hunt for an October, um, Die Hard, obviously. Um, but uh, most of all here, uh, I, I do like that the the cops aren't idiots. They're just like, they're, they're not, you know, they think like normal people. Like, <laughs> yeah. And that's, that's kind of how they get beaten here. Um, I really but, loved, oh. go ahead. Sorry, just real quick. I like it. He says at one point, he's like, I really don't even care that much about yes. this. I got people getting murdered in the yes. streets and stuff like this. I don't care what your rich people's paint. Like, yeah, I, I was just, yeah, I was, I was going to say, yeah. like, I love that, that, yeah, that little speech he gives at the, at the end there, um, yeah. about how, like, yeah, like I was doing my job and he pissed me off <laughs> as he, you know, basically like thumbed his nose at the, at the police to do everything that he did. But, um, yeah, it was. It was. It also puts the movie in perspective too, which which I I thought was some some really good writing, where, like, yeah, that these were the stakes here. Like, <laughs> at the end of the day, there was no no one's getting killed, no one's getting murdered. Like, nobody's really even losing money. Like, like yes, yeah, some literal money will will change hands, um, but like no one's like going bankrupt. No one's going to be out in the street. Anything like that. Um, it's, it's, it's a very kind of esoteric crime that's going on here. Um, and yeah, Dennis Lee puts it all in perspective at the end. Yeah. I, I really like that. So that's my number four. All right. Uh, my number four is kind of the same thing with Alex was saying, but I just have stupid plane scene, which kind of stands for the whole middle <laughs> section. Oh, what the fuck? Yeah. Just, just flying around and we just... Somehow McTurn had a hold of this plane and he had to put it in a movie or something. Like, I really don't know what the fuck this thing was. And it was yeah. 
So all it basically stands for everything Alex said, but I just narrowed it down to stupid plane scenes. I, I wonder if the, that was also a callback to the original somehow. Oh, maybe. All right, Alex, number four. My number four is... I kind of agree with you, Jeff, that Rene Russo... Not great in this movie. I will also blame the writing because I, I like Rene Russo a lot in other films. Um, but in this one, I don't... Yeah. E- either she was miscast, she couldn't really dial in into what the character or who the character was supposed to be, or it was just poorly written. Like, a little bit all over the place. I just... Yeah, I didn't find her believable. Yeah, I think that's my thing. I didn't find her believable. Mm-hmm. Is probably the best way to like my issues with it. It's like what this person this is a, this. It's definitely a fictional character, <laughs> and no mm-hmm. one would act like this. And... Yeah, she comes onto the crime scene and everything. She's all like femme fatale. She's a badass that knows how to solve these crimes. And then the next scene, immediately after that, she's like completely like hungover doing the thing. Like it's like what? What are you? What's happening here? That was a weird edit, by the way. Yeah. I was like, why wouldn't you show this first? Yeah, yeah. Uh. All right. Uh, Scott, number three. Uh, number three is kind of, kind of like I was just saying about Dennis Leary's speech. Um, I I like how kind of breezy this movie is. Um, as, as Alex pointed out, like, yes, it kind of drags, in the, especially in the middle, with a lot of the... The, the hardcore romance, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, stupid feelings, um, but uh, yeah, it's it's, it's kind of nice that yes, there's a little bit of violence in the beginning of the movie, uh, but from there, like the the stakes are kind of set. Like no one's gonna die. There's not like gonna be explosions. Um, it, I don't know. It's 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 kind of refreshing, um, especially if you consider who the director is. Um, that it's just mm-hmm. like will he get away with it you know will they be able to like stay together and though those are the stakes like there's, there's no real like kind of dire outcome here um and again it just makes it breezy um you know it kind of to my next point um like a lot of it has to do with with all the characters interact um but yeah i i just like it as something to to be put on the background. Yeah, I agree with the breeziness yeah. part. I just I didn't like the character one of the characters. So yeah. <laughs> look at how yeah, breezy it is. Yeah. Um, so my number three would be the I don't know if it's the twist or whatever, but the whole time the painting was back, or not the whole time, but immediately after the painting was back. It was interesting. Interesting little twist. I, I I kind of agree, Scott. I'm like, cool. Yeah, you still touched and altered <laughs> yeah. a, a priceless piece of art. Uh, or I guess not priceless because there was prices on it. But uh, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> that was kind of yeah. kind of stupid. But I like that. I, I'll forgive it. Whatever. He put some mystical spray on there. It was like <laughs> stuff they spray on the soccer players. And same magic thing spray. Protective painting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was cool. And I have more to say about the actual whole heist at the end later too though but, yep. the, but the painting being there is pretty cool uh, uh alex number whatever three my number three is yeah scott mentioned several times the breeziness of this movie uh i don't think we've touched on the jazzy music the soundtrack that this movie yeah. has is very lighthearted. uh i really like it 
Son of Man at the very end was great. I love that song. Yeah. The, the, I was going to say the, you know, going back to, to Dennis Lilly and Frankie Faison's characters. Really, the only time the cops look stupid is when they play like the kind of Larry David music over them doing their work. Like the, <laughs> I don't know how to describe it. But... Yeah, yeah. 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 Like without that to punctuate what they're doing, it's just yeah they're they're not that incompetent. So yeah, it's kind of funny. Yeah, I do I do like the soundtrack. Yeah. All right. Uh, Scott, number two. Uh, number two is the the chemistry between Russo and Brosnan here. I think they 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 really like play well off each other. Um, the attractions there. Um, there there's that kind of uh, like I don't know mischief's the right word um, but there there's that that kind of veiled amusement that both of them have being each other's presence um, I think it does fall apart a little bit when again she's the one that has to become irrational and, and, and a little unhinged mm-hmm. um, and he doesn't suffer from the from the same thing um, but uh, yeah I just I really like the two of them together I, I, I think you I think it was Jeff. You 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 crystallized something for me that yes, they are age appropriate, which is <laughs> super nice. Like yeah, um, mm-hmm. so yeah, they, they just look good together. Um, you know, two like Hollywood, you know, beautiful people together, as as it were. Um, and then they're in New York too. You know, like that's that's where you know you get the fancy people, anyways. So um, outside of Laker games. Uh, <laughs> So yeah, uh, not much more to say about that. Just like the two of them together. There it is. All right. Uh, my number two is the first heist of the movie. So kind of the introduction, and um, which kind of it kind of like gave this movie. I had a. And I had low expectations going in. It started off so good. I was like, ooh, this is going to be a good movie. And then all the stuff in the middle, yeah. <laughs> and got it <laughs> and then the back movie down. happened. Um, <laughs> it was almost like I was watching the credits and I saw McTurney and I was like, oh, okay, I didn't know that. Okay, okay. And then I'm like, oh, yeah, I can see this. And then blah, blah, blah. But the very beginning, how smooth everything went and him setting down briefcases and like, what the fuck is he doing? And they kept asking about his briefcase. He has it. He doesn't have it. All that stuff. And it all pays off. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Pretty good. The first heist. Uh, so you had the same thing, Alex. Number two. Yeah, except for the <laughs> the frame being cut with the briefcase, everything was great. It it was a bit tough to follow, but it's like, oh, okay. Once yeah, once the uh, it it started like it was really cool. Just uh, putting all the pieces together myself. It's like the the film was edited and the action was paced so well that it's like, oh, okay. I feel like I'm figuring this out. As the movie goes along, like keeping pace with it, so mm-hmm. I really like that part of it. Uh, I I did really like how once Dennis Leary and uh, Frankie Faison show up, he's like, "Yeah, they they hid in a piece of art." And he's like, "What a horse?" And he's like, "Yep." <laughs> so the the, the whole literal Trojan horse thing was funny. Um, yeah. Also, uh, kind of ridiculous that these security cards are walking around with fucking like cattle prods, basically. <laughs> Well, there's hundreds of millions of dollars hanging on the wall. Yeah. 
I, I, I was thinking about that, but you probably don't want guns because you'll ruin the art. Right. You know, right. The, it's like being I mean, that's how people think stuff. about it. You kill people, who cares? But you might ruin the art. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I feel like that they, that they were like. Again, security was very competent, too. They just like. They just weren't all thinking outside the box. Like, yeah. Like, that old guy almost broke that little girl's hand off. It was funny that like the head of security was, yeah, was just some like old dude. It's <laughs> beating ass no with that. Chaching. With that cattle crowd. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, mm-hmm. So those are both of ours, number two. So ours, number two. Scott, number one. <laughs> number one is it's the final heist. Yep. Um, Same. All right. The the paint part, like the painting part at the end, is is yeah, it's a cool like twist. Uh, but just them walking around, like going up and down the stairs and stuff, like it's almost like its own painting, like an Escher thing, kind of. Um, yeah. But uh, you know, I like that it was the callback to that painting that they keep making reference to, um, mm-hmm. with the, the bowler hat. Um, but yeah, it was just cool with the, with the music and you know, just a well shot, well edited. Um, and again, I, I, I like that it was just clever. There wasn't like some magical, like MacGuffin that they used to like turn off all the electricity or anything like that. Um, like it, it was, it was a lot more grounded really, until again the, the painting part. And then how the other painting got stolen, just lampshade it like, yeah, like it happened. Yeah, <laughs> don't think you're right. Like, about what it. the hell? How did that happen? Yeah, but but just the idea of like him losing them just by uh, getting all those guys to to run around was was really cool. And uh, like he said, what's the name of that song? Son of Man. Son of Man. I believe it was. Yeah, that, I feel like that song was used like in everything for for like movies, yeah. TV, like in, in 1999. Like 2000, yeah, one, like, one of those songs. Yeah, uh, just like "Spirit in the Sky" was used for a bunch of movies, or, or, or Jeff Buckley's "Hallelujah." Right? Yeah. <laughs> hey, Shrek brought that song back, yeah. um, <laughs> or so, put so it on the, the West, map. Song, West Wing, <laughs> Scrubs. Um, but uh, anyway, uh, yeah, just uh, just it's really cool. That's 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 really what it boils down to. It's cool, cool and clever. Um, and it works. It works really well. Like, just no no frills to it. I, I did like Dennis Leary. Like, just start arresting people. <laughs> I like how it starts with them basically presenting himself because he knows they're watching. Here I am, taking off my hat. See that I have a hat. And let the games begin. That was yeah. cool. Um, Play ball. But, but, so what happens if... So he tells her knowing that she's going to tell... Or th- guessing that she's... But what if she didn't say anything? Oh, well, I think the code word was let's play ball. Maybe he would have no, said, no. oh, this game's rained out. And then he just goes and returns the painting. <laughs> you think that's what it was? So if she never yeah. said anything and the cops weren't there, he just would have been like... Uh... It's been, but, yeah. but it would have been very anticlimactic. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just a lot easier to throw those hockey pucks in there. Yeah, yeah. I guess yeah. they didn't need you, boys. <laughs> Give yeah. me those hats back. <laughs> yeah. We're still getting paid for the full day, right? <laughs> that was a super cool shot, too. By the way, of, of those like the hockey pucks rolling, like into the room. Yeah, I wonder if, how many takes it took. Yeah, I was to get that right. That, yeah. Yeah, like Wayne Gretzky was on set. <laughs> yeah, easy peasy. <laughs> all right, uh, anything else to add, Alex? We all have this as number one. 
uh, yeah, no, you guys covered it all. It was cool. All right, that's it. Any honorable mentions? Um, McTiernan was using a lot of crane shots in this, which I thought was really cool. Um, where... a lot of bird shit around. Yeah, um, you know, they, you kind of see that that shot a lot in in movies and TV now, where it looks so far away that it almost looks like you're looking at like a, a like a diorama or a model. Does that if that, oh, that okay. makes sense to you yeah. guys? Yeah, yeah. Um, and he, McTiernan was kind of doing that here, um, like in, at least in front of um, Crown's apartment. You, you, there's a few shots like that, and it, and it pops up in a couple other places. Um, yeah. So I thought that was interesting. Um, I felt bad for Renee Russo. It's like she's already like nude in half the movie, and then they made her wear that that sheer black dress in the dancing scene. Like, <laughs> just like no reprieve at all. Mm-hmm. Um, that's uh, yeah. That's that's all I got. I kind of liked the credits at the start, which is foreshadowing for the whole movie. I thought that was clever. You keep without the letter swapping. Yeah. What if there's somebody in the credit? cast where they couldn't have done that? Like, well, oh, I have to check. Yeah, but I think everybody's got a couple E's in their name, so. <laughs> anyway alright yeah that's it alright let's rate it as usual we rate on a scale of 1 to 7 1 being garbage 7 being perfection Scott what do you um, got give, give this a 5 uh, Jeff you kind of incepted me and and <laughs> about Renee Reese's yeah, character and also um, you know now that we're like like expertly trained film critics and reviewing this with the the Han yeah, shot first. Yeah, we got the and everything. Yeah, the Han shot first. Yeah. Critical eye. Um, and for, you know, I, I caught a, a, a few things that, you know, made me not like the movie as much as I, I remembered. Um, and then, yeah, the biggest sin this movie has, again, is, is the middle, uh, where it kind of drags on a little bit with the, the romance stuff. So, yeah, a five. Yeah. But I, I, I still really like this in the background. All right. <laughs> at the forefront. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I dislike this enough that I have to go to a three. Um, yeah, I didn't hate it. I mean, it's not, it's a dislike, not a hate, but I just, she bugged me so much and then in the middle stuff and long. And so, yeah, I I don't, I don't ever need to see this again. All right, Alex. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm giving this one a four. It's a meh. Like Scott said, yeah, if if it's on the background, if I'm just flipping through channels, it's like, oh, I need something to listen to while I'm cooking, and it's on, sure. I'll just switch to Shawshank Redemption, because that's probably on somewhere else, so... Oh, yeah. Beastmaster. <laughs> Beastmaster. <laughs> Fucking shit. Is that on my list? It better be. <laughs> or a Marvel movie. I think now if Marvel movies have taken over. You just that go is to, true. Uh, that's I awesome. Know, There's some Marvel movie going on. All right. Uh, All right, Beastmaster. <laughs> um, what's, what's our crossover list, uh, Scott? It is uh, top five uh, stolen art, instances of stolen art. Uh, so um, mm-hmm. I shall begin. Uh, my number... AI, number one. So we're doing top five of this. My, <laughs> my number five... Uh, oh, wait, 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 wait. Let's remind me of something. I, I, I want to start... 
introducing uh, ChatGBT to our podcast. Oh, yeah, that's so right. So that when AI does take over, he knows that we liked him and we used him in the past. <laughs> um, yeah. It's a great. So, King and Kodo situation, right? Just, yeah. <laughs> I asked uh, in order what are your what are the top seven moments of the movie The Thomas Crown Affair, oh. and the order they gave was um, uh, what do you call it like as order and appearance or whatever. So the opening heist, <laughs> it's a literal order of what happens in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Thomas Crown steals the most valuable Monet painting from the New York City Art Museum. I'm not going to read all that. Uh, the introduction of Catherine Banning, the chess game. The romance, the sens- the sensual dance, the second heist, the twist ending. So there you go. These moments in their chronological order contribute to the thrilling and captivating narrative of <laughs> Thomas Crown Affair. It's like one of my kids writing a report from school. Oh, yeah. Therefore. And, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep. I love it. Conclusion. Uh, uh, and then I, w- I also asked it for its crossover list too, but okay. I will, I'll do that afterwards because I don't want to spoil any of ours. But okay, we'll, I, I think we'll, yeah, we'll the crossover that. is going to be an interesting one because they can't the Chat GPT can't cheat and just do <laughs> yeah, the what order. Happens the, in the yeah. movie. <laughs> um, so my number five uh, is Ocean's Twelve. Um, so Ooh, number two on uh, my list. So they're stealing the egg, uh, but they also literally steal some paintings. Um, there's mm-hmm. a there's a funny scene that has the security footage of them like stealing Toulouse's paintings, uh, but the whole point is them stealing art um, here, which is not a thing in the uh, the the first or third offerings. Yeah, um, and even even Ocean's Eight, they're stealing diamonds. So yeah, yeah with ne- fancy artful necklaces yeah. and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. I also think Ocean's Twelve is is kind of a good companion movie because again the whole. Brad Pitt, Catherine Zeta-Jones has a very similar vibe to Pierce Brosnan Renew, so at least to me. So, anyways, that's my number five. Um, didn't they not steal art because Julia Roberts' character was a big art? I don't know what she was an official art. She, she was an art person. person. <laughs> yeah, art person. Art person. Okay, okay. Sure. they didn't steal anything Curated. for her or with her, and during any of that, I don't remember. So they no. they tried to steal the egg with her help. No, I mean in the first movie though. Oh no, no, no! Like, yeah, she's she, she was, was the MacGuffin. Yeah, she's not, she yeah. was not a part of the heist in any way other than. Um, I, I thought maybe Danny's he stole something things. for her. I thought he like I got you. I'm stealing you, and I'm stealing the, their favorite painting. Didn't he? No. Like, wasn't it a Monet in that one too? Or uh, I forgot. No, he he, he meets her in the in the gallery to start and says something That's about right. like comments. I forget what he says, but yeah, okay. All right, um, I had a, I struggled with this list like big time, so I just did top five giraffes from movies. No, um, All right. <laughs> we, we, to see we what, built a zoo. I'm interested, interested to see what ChatGPT had to say about the top five giraffes. Uh, yeah, I don't need that. It's a Jeffrey giraffe is number one, obviously, <laughs> right? And yeah, that's all I know. Um, I did Hudson Hawk. Okay, uh, number five. one. <laughs> Damn, I would have. All right. My, I would have had one of those on my list, too. I've seen that once, and I barely remember it. I had to look it up, because I thought there was something, and it did say. I saw that Alex talk about it. Yeah, number five, Hudson Hawk. Alex. My number five is the Mr. Bean movie. Where, yeah, he, uh, uh, Mr. Bean, uh, spoiler alert for anybody 
any Mr. Bean movie fans out there. Uh, he accidentally ruins Whistler's mother, like the actual painting. So he does a heist at the very end where he steals that whole giant painting, but replaces it with a poster and makes it look like a painting with egg wash and everything. So nobody will be none the wiser forever and ever. And he has the real fucked up version in his bedroom in London from now on. never see Mr. Bean. Yeah. He was me. <laughs> Alright, Scott number four. Alright. Uh, my number four um, is How to Steal a Million. Uh, this was uh, way back in the 60s. This was a million what? A million dollars. <gasps> oh, shit. Uh, this was FYI, Scott, you're two for two with AI. Just keep going. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, Damn. Wow. Uh, so this is um, Peter O'Toole and Audrey Hepburn. Uh, again, call back here to the comparison with Ray hmm. Russo. Uh, it's, a, it's a fun movie if, if, if nobody's ever seen it. But yeah, there's a big heist in the middle and some, a little bit of romance and some Audrey Hepburn and Peter O'Toole at the peak of their game. So, yeah. Number four is How to Steal a Million. All right. Uh, my number four is Ocean's 12, which has already been mentioned. Um, mm-hmm. So, Alex, number four. My number four is the Grand Budapest Hotel, where it wasn't a great heist, but they stole a painting. They stole, what was it, Ugly Boy with Apple? Something like that. Ugly Something Boy. Something like that. <laughs> Something, yeah. They replaced it with that lesbian painting, <laughs> which is an improvement in my book. <laughs> I liked how the, the the heist comes about where Zero's just like looking at it and then he looks at him and it's like and we all understand. <laughs> yep. What was it? Well, a good lobby boy knows the needs of his customers before they know it themselves. That's true. So yeah, he just went and got the stool. That's very true. All right, uh, Scott number three, also Grand Budapest. Also, my number three. I couldn't think of anything, so I went, we did a movie two two weeks ago or whatever. Two episodes ago. Yeah. Anyway, Alex, number three. Uh, my number three, I don't know if you'll have this on your list, Scott, but it's a video game, uh, Persona 5. I thought about it. I don't mention. Uh, but yeah, in one of the cases, you, you have to go steal. Uh, sometimes you don't exactly know what you're stealing, but once you know, it's a big, it's a, the original painting of something that was plagiarized. Bonus points if you can remember what it's called. It's like the... Oh, I remember. This is for the fans. This is the Sasori? That's not right. Uh, nope. It's close. Yasuri? <laughs> it's Japanese, I'll tell you that. <laughs> Shit, I should know this. Uh, oh, well. Moving on. <laughs> Moving on. All right, we're now we're on to Scott number two. Mm-hmm. Okay. Number two is Rock and Rolla. Uh, where the the painting, a painting gets kind of passed around and stolen. Um, it's very much like the briefcase from uh, Pulp Fiction, um, hmm. where it is a plot point of it changing hands. Uh, so, I'm pretty sure we did rock and roll, right? Yeah. Uh, I don't remember that movie at all. I don't remember it either. <laughs> Must have been. It's been rated highly. This is a great, great movie. Yes. Well, that's my number two. Painting, painting that is, is featured prominently. Hmm. All right. So for my number two, 
it's it's it counts. Uh, but I I want to replace it with an Indiana Jones movie, but they're all artifacts. They're not art, but you know you can't spell artifacts without art. And <laughs> well, there's, there's can't argue mm-hmm. with that. <laughs> and people just make you what's art? You know you can just put that you know you can put the idol just right on your desk and now it's art. But I didn't do it. But I just want to throw that out there. Like there'd be a lot of Indiana Jones stuff if I, if I did cheat. Instead, I went with a great booty shot and picked entrapment. <laughs> okay yeah you're playing both sides <laughs> yeah and there's the whole yeah there's the whole sean connery henry jones connection there so i got nick win mm-hmm. i know i even forgot what they stole in that movie i'm pretty sure it was uh it's like some a mask kind of, was it a mask it was a mask and then it was like crypto this <laughs> <laughs> was, was basically crypto. the superman 3 all over again that's yeah, the plot where they're gonna do that thing where they steal the like the rounded off like fractions of, of what anyway mm-hmm. all right uh alex number two uh my number two is oceans 12 a lot of art stuff uh because hudson hawk was my number one but it was kind of like a eh, you know i'll toss it out there because i can't think of anything i suddenly remembered one that does deserve to be in my number one spot so you'll all be surprised now all right. I changed that up. Scott, number one. All right. I might need a judge's ruling on this because uh, I have not seen this in a very long time. The Curse of the Flying Hellfish episode of The Simpsons. You motherfucker. That's what I just changed it to. <laughs> <laughs> in your of a face, Alex. Uh, Scott, damn it. I'll, 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 I'll let you talk about it, Alex, other than... To, to say at the very end is, is definitely one of my favorite Simpsons lines. The, hey, fun boys, get the room. Get, get the room. <laughs> I don't, I mean, I remember the episode, but I don't remember what they were stealing. What were they stealing? It was a bunch of paintings. A bunch of paintings? Because they were mm-hmm. a bunch of soldiers from the World War II, right? Right. What was it? I don't even... Yeah, and they raided like this rich German's house. And the last one, last surviving member yeah, got they had the treasure. Yeah, it's a tontine. Okay. Alright, well, my number one, while you don't see the theft, this is one of the things that came to mind, and I'm going to allow it whether you guys say it or not. <laughs> so I'm allowed to do that now, Jeff, with my list? <laughs> no, it's, it's no. Oh. I, I just get to do this. Um, it's from the 1989's Batman. The Joker and all his men go to the art gallery or whatever, and they're they're vandalizing, but I guarantee you one of his henchmen rolled up one of them paintings and put it in a bag and took it. So, <laughs> there was a theft head, in there somewhere. Head cannon. <laughs> yeah. Because oh, they got to get money to pay for them bullets. So, there it is. Oh, the helium for the balloons that they were going to use later in the movie. Yeah. And maybe even Vicky Vale stole something. We don't know. Yeah, probably. I had a really hard time with this one, so. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to bank this one, Jeff, for the next time that you give me shit about. Uh... Mm-hmm. Mine is on topic. Yours would be, like, what? yours is closer to the giraffes than this. <laughs> you just talked about how Vicky Vale stole helium. <laughs> hey, he's she got you there. Helium. She stole something. They stole money to buy helium. Oh. See? Hey, Jeff, you wanted to make the argument that. That the the Joker was trying to steal the heart of Gotham, <laughs> then maybe there it is. Yeah, 
through art. What was that one? Isn't that isn't that Iceman or something? From Top Gun? No, uh, Mr. Freeze. Iceman. Oh, short Arnold Schwarzenegger. Is it like yeah, a very Mr. good Freeze. episode of the animated series, right? The Heart of Ice, or ah, anyway. Yeah, that's where he's introduced. Yeah, as the villain in the yeah, anim- yeah, they, animated they made, uh, Damn. Batman animated series seven overall. <laughs> I do need to watch it. I've only watched a few episodes. Anyway, uh, where we are now, uh, Alex, number one. Yeah, Simpsons flying hellfish episode. Well, yeah, they're in World War Two. Burns somehow ends up in Grandpa's Abe Simpson's battalion. They raid this German's house, and he's like, "Hey, what are you doing with them pretty pictures?" It's like, "Oh, we got to report those and you know turn them in." He's like, why? Giving back to the Germans, the people that shoot at us all day? And then he proposes the Tontine, where the last surviving participant gets to keep all the paintings. And Burns almost got him. And that's it. Oh, right. <laughs> Just the, the German techno. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Make with the art things, yeah. Any honorable mentions? Uh, AI has some for yeah, you. Yeah, let's, let's do the mm-hmm. AI. Okay. All right, yeah, so see. one thing, uh, the AI does not give its own opinion. It says it's not allowed to give its own opinion, which I fucking bullshit. But um, <laughs> there have been notable tops. So this is not its top. It's just saying these are top. Number one, Thomas Crown Affair. There you go. Number two, Entrapment. Number three, Ocean's Twelve. Number four, The Great Train Robbery. So we haven't named that one yet. It came out in 1978. Apparently some guy is stealing a picture of the portrait of Duke Wellington. Uh, Number five, How to Steal a Million. Number six, The Pink Panther. Number seven, Hudson Hawk. (laughs) Pink Panther's a diamond. How did Chad GPT choose Hudson Hawk? (laughs) I have no idea. And then I said, uh, can you give me more examples? And then I'll just do real quick. The Anderson Tapes, The Maiden Heist... Gambit, The Art of the Steel, Montcherry, uh, Museo, Trance, the, Imagi- the Imaginarium of Dr. Parnarsis. Was there an art theft in that one? I've never seen it. Uh, oh, that movie's all over the fucking place, so I don't know. Well, it actually says, while not, souls, not solely focused on stolen art, the film includes a scene where a priceless painting is stolen from a gallery. Okay. Uh, by the way, it's doing top sevens, so this is freaking me out. It's only doing <laughs> seven. <laughs> yeah. It knows. And then it mentioned, I did real quick, they had Fish Called Wanda. Oh, yeah. Uh, that was Diamonds again, too, though, right? Yeah. Oh, and here's just Batman. While not on scene on screen, one of Joker's henchmen steals a painting. Mentiroso. All right. The, oh, the score. The score? Okay, yeah, that was art. Oh, uh, yeah. Right. That's it. But you keep asking to do more, but I don't want to do that. So now it's time for Alex Knows Sports. I'm Alex, and I like sports. Sports ball? Uh, this past, I hope you guys had a good Memorial Day weekend. Yeah. So kind there was of. many uh, bar- <laughs> barbecues that were had and beers to be swilled. But uh, this weekend, I learned that Cornhole actually has rules <laughs> and a point system. Yeah, who knew? <laughs> it's not just whoever gets the more Cornholes wins. Yeah. 
But yeah, you sink the bag in the hole, that's three points. But if you land it on the bar, that's one point. But then if another person, if your opponent lands it as well, that kind of like cancels out the points. So you have to do maths at the end of every round. <laughs> Which gets increasingly yeah. harder. Depending on... Yes, <laughs> with the more beers. <laughs> and you also learn, like, my backyard's not really big enough for cornhole, but whatever. Yeah, it's fine. It's good. Yeah. For us. <laughs> yeah. What, well, like, is it supposed to be, like, how much further your party base supposed to be? I think at least another 10 feet. What? No. Jeez, we freaking hurt. So. <laughs> we got to toss up like Hershiser. Yeah. Hershiser. Her cornhole distance, 27 feet apart. Jeez, so I have no idea. Time, how, time to build a regulation uh, cornhole. <laughs> yeah. Well, I built the oh. boards. I'm not building a regulation court. Jesus. Um. All right, time for Neum News. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was yeah. Okay, so yeah, we've been gone for a couple weeks. Uh, mm-hmm. I saw some movies, but before all that, mm-hmm. uh, just want to mention that HBO Max has swapped their streaming service to just Max. And as as Jeff pointed out before we started, why? <laughs> like H- maybe H- they're really big fans of Fantastic Max. Remember that show? <laughs> Fantastic. Yes, I do. You wear a diaper. Yeah, it's great. Wear a diaper. Um, yeah, like, as as Jeff said, HBO is the more recognizable brand. Uh, mm-hmm. Maybe they're trying to save the Max brand. I, I don't know. Um, Can you even Cinemax? Is cap? Yeah, is Max even copyrightable? Like, I don't even. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. <laughs> maybe they put that plus sign on there, so it's Max Plus. Max plus, that's true. And you can copyright that, but everybody just says Yeah, I guess Max. HBO Max Plus would have been too much to know. Yeah, and when you guys just said Cinemax, it's like it's so stupid. Like, oh, God. Yeah, I don't, I don't, yeah, yeah I don't get it. Uh, they changed their UI, and it's worse. So, like, this is just a loss for, like, just, I, I had to re-input, I had to re-download the app and re-input my password, and mm-hmm. that was annoying. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, the UI is worse. So it's a great job, HBO Max. Uh, I guess it's just Max now. Um, you now have an inferior product to what you had before. <laughs> Congratulations. Yeah. Uh, yeah, somebody mentioned that HBO, since the streaming, first it went from HBO, then it went to HBO Go, HBO that's Now, right. That's right. I forgot HBO that. Max, and now this. Like, Jesus. I think maybe they're just name changing so that when they like start cutting shit, they can be like, oh, no, no, that's Max. HBO is still fine. Like, they're finally separating from that. But yeah, before it was it was annoying to have the, like, there actually was like two different services you had to like swap between. Uh, but uh, I know people only use it for Game of Thrones, but now that's not a thing. Nobody cares. <laughs> uh, so on to movie reviews. So uh, I was on a couple of planes. And so I saw a couple movies doing that, uh, namely Where the Crawdads Sing, uh, which was okay. Um, Where do they sing? In the swamps of North Carolina. Uh, I thought you were going to say Broadway. So this is like romance, mystery. Um, it, It was supposed to be a period piece, but... I feel like it kind of failed on that end of things. 
Uh, and yeah, it was, it was fine. It was fine. Um, hmm. It was one of my dark horses when I was doing the, like, my movie pool a couple years back. Or I guess the year before last. Um, no. Anyway, not important. Um, so, yeah, I guess it's... If it's on and you're watching it, it's fine. Like, I don't know that I super recommend it, though. Uh, the other movie that I saw that I do recommend is The Whale. Um, whale. Whale. Uh... This is <laughs> Dan Aronofsky, so uh, it's a laugh riot. Um, <laughs> All right, another Aronofsky comedy. Yeah, actually has a lot of lot in common with uh, the wrestler, really. But um, the whole thing is, is a big character study. This one, though, is is it, it's filmed like a stage play, which makes sense because it actually was a play. Um, hmm. But I'm a sucker for that. Um, I feel like it. As long as it was, it just kind of zipped along, given the the, the seriousness of the subject matter. Um, I think overall, I, I like the message in the movie. Um, but yeah, again, it's Aronofsky, so you know what you get yourself into. But I do recommend it. Uh, Brandon Fraser's performance, I, I felt like, was uh, for real. He wasn't getting like <laughs> he didn't get a pity Oscar. <laughs> Let me put it that way. Right. Uh, but I heard people say that is is that performance was kind of one note, and I disagree. Um, I think a lot of it is is Brendan Fraser kind of playing Brendan Fraser, but there's a lot of nuance there, um, and and some uh, some powerful scenes that, that he's a part of. Uh, so there's that. Um, moving on to to lighter fare, uh, I watched Jackass Forever. Uh, I you know the original Jackass is always going to be the the funniest one because uh, mm-hmm. you know it was first, uh, but um, this one still has some 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 funny stuff. They still had some some bones they hadn't broken yet. Uh, this this one has <laughs> a lot of gross stuff in it. Uh, a lot of them doing the ridiculous stunts. It doesn't again have quite the same magic again because we kind of seen it before. Like at least the concept, the overall concept. Uh, there's a lot of dong too. <laughs> a lot, of, a lot of dong in this. Um, it is interesting too to see who's doing the stunts. There's some new cast members, um, mm-hmm. but like one of the cast members, Aaron, whatever his name is, for what Aronofsky, yeah, Aaron Aronofsky. Uh, for whatever reason, he gets like the lion's share. What got edited into the final movie? Um, probably because he like freaks out more than other people. Uh, but yeah, they they leaned on that guy a lot for for whatever reason, um, and also Knoxville does, like, you you can tell Knoxville's taking a step back. Um, he's he's more the one like, like inflicting stuff on other people for the most part in this movie, but to his credit, he does take the most brutal hit in the entire movie. <laughs> so, uh, like, is that the bull? There is a bull that involves him again. Uh, they kind of relive some of the older stunts in this. Uh, yeah, it's it's funny. Um, there, there's, you know, as usual, there's some like hysterical moments. The first, like the the opening sequence and the credits are hysterical. Um, so yeah, I definitely recommend that if you haven't seen it. And then finally, I did. Wait, finally... before you move on, uh, since you mentioned uh, the newest Jackass, 
I stumbled upon a celebrity, I think I talked about this before, a celebrity family feud with the latest cast from Jackass. Okay. Uh, with Steve Harvey, and I recommend you guys look up that episode. It is freaking hilarious. <laughs> yeah, it's great. Uh, Should be on Hulu, so watch it. Okay. Um, so I finally got around to watching Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. Oh yeah, I saw that too. Yeah, it took a couple <laughs> took a couple uh sessions to to get through it. Um I didn't hate it. Um it's definitely I think bottom tier uh of of Marvel Fair. Um probably probably yeah, probably my two. probably like so I, I still enjoyed it, but it's probably my least favorite of the this current phase um at the very least. Um, mm-hmm. the the final act picks up and has a lot of fun um, even if it doesn't make a lot of sense um, but you know overall it's kind of sp- spoilers um, they've, they've done a they did an okay job setting up Kang and Loki um, they definitely take some steps back here um, yeah like, it's hard to like again go something the same level with Thanos where they, the way they were able to set him up where he's just kind of this menacing thing in the background and the first time you actually see him he whoops like Hulk's ass like just setting the tone but this is just kind of like a dude like he's just kind of a dude um, and he's supposed to be super smart and yet like doesn't really do a whole bunch that's that smart um, yeah. yeah and then the way the movie starts just like instantly get tossed into the 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 sub quantum realm, whatever the hell they call it. Um, yeah, just uh, you know the my least favorite of the Ant Man movies. Um, Definitely of, of the three. So yeah, the, the, the it's definitely the weakest franchise of the Marvel movies. All three of those movies are very forgettable. For yeah. This one being way worse. Um, I feel like they, oh. they wasted uh, a certain celebrity cameo. Um, I don't know where I come out on the MODOK stuff. <laughs> I really don't. Because some of it was funny. Some of it was just weird. Like, yeah. some of it just like, didn't look good. Um, but, uh, yeah, I did, I did recognize um, Katie O'Brien, uh, who was the... Conan's daughter? Yes, um, the the evil spy from uh, Mandalorian. She was oh yeah. She was like the head, like rebel fighter in this. Um, That's right, man. She's yoked. Yeah, she is. Um, so yeah, I, I guess it was good, so that, like, I saw more of like how they're setting up King and the Stingers. Oh, he looked ridiculous. Like, I get they're trying to be faithful to the comic books. But it did not work. Yeah, they should do less of that. Yeah, like they need to <laughs> don't try to do more of that. Do less of that, um, please. So, I did like how it ended. He was like, maybe like, like this is not going to end well. And then because he's Scott Lang, he's like, ah, whatever. Um, I guess in the original yeah. ending, like they do get stuck in the the quantum whatever. They like re- did some reshoots, and now he's back. And, and they, Disney got to have a happy ending. Yeah. Well, we'll see, um, you know, how Ant-Man fits into the, this current phase as far as, like, the Avengers are concerned. Because, um, like, he's one of the more, 
powerful people now, I guess? I don't, I don't know. Um, the, the, and then the whole thing did end with Kang will return. Um, you know, Thanos style, I guess. So, or will he? Or will he? Oh, yeah, that's true. Maybe there's a brand new villain. <laughs> Kang had to return yeah. to his home planet. <laughs> yeah. All the Kangs he's... had to return to the home planet. Yeah, he's he's Kang, but from a different universe. So yeah, yeah. We'll see how that goes. They'll, they'll... That's the one. <laughs> he looks like Scott Bayo now. They're gonna they're gonna matrix him. <laughs> yeah, so mm-hmm. Oracle him. Um, I've not seen Guardians yet. I was uh, again on vacation, uh, and I was unable to go see it. And then uh, since I've been back, I've been fortunately busy with other things, uh, like watching Fast X. <laughs> yeah uh, why would you watch guardians 3 when you can watch fast x <laughs> um, oh did i oh i guess i need to add that to my movie reviews huh uh yeah watch fast x there you go uh <laughs> I, I i guess it just came out so i don't want to spoil anything but did, did they go to the quantum realm they shit like <laughs> that wouldn't be surprised <laughs> well i mean they use like magical wizard fuel in those cars, so that anytime they, they hit the nitrous, like they get to do like magical things. Um, but uh, yeah, let's say so. Okay, spoiler alert for a Fast and Furious movie. Like this, this is like at least a two parter. <laughs> they these fucking people that made this movie were like. This story's too big to be told in one movie. We need, we oh, need no. multiple movies for this. Like <laughs> just the titani titanium plated balls. Like that they I'm I'm a not everybody involved with this was like, yeah. And it, like the movie just ends. Like it it just ends. Like there's no resolution. Like <laughs> But the, the, this is what this is though, you know. Like, he, yeah. I, I knew what I was signing up for. Uh, so uh, there you go. Um, I did. I did enjoy it though. Um, it definitely helped that I was in the theater with like all the the extra like audio and stupid vibrating seats and all that nonsense, and the fact that I could whip out my 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 phone when I was getting bored. Whoa! Phone, phone, <laughs> phone. I specifically said phone. Uh-huh. Uh But anyways, that's enough for me. Uh, Alex, mm-hmm. anything you want to go over? Yes, I did watch Guardians three, twice. That movie is very, very good. Agreed. Um, I also watched Quantumania, and unlike Scott, I did hate this movie. You know why? <laughs> because they ripped out not only the like best comic relief character in recent movies, but three of his supporting comic relief actors as well. And that is a great disservice to this film. That is true. They didn't have the the final. Yeah, yeah that was a big uh, what's misstep. Face? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what's his face? Uh, Michael P- Luis. Michael Pena. Michael Pena. But yeah, it's Luis, the character. He was nowhere in this film, which is bullshit. It really is. That is true, uh, huh? Yeah, I totally forgot yeah. about that. That's why. Yeah, this movie is very hateable because he's not in it. Um, Him and then the, the mo- sorry, the cop, the the guy. Um, well, that's right. Uh, the the Asian cop that was really good in the second one. He's in it for yeah, like two. He's there for a split he's second. In for like two seconds. So. Yeah, he oh, does he the is? magic with the credit card. Yeah, and yeah. he pays for his his lunch. I was uh, like, come on. Yeah, yeah they kind of because yeah, Ant Man was more 
more or less, you know, street level per se. There's no world ending things with this movie, which is what I really liked. But then he goes into this universe and he has to save the universe, even though it's really, really tiny. It's like, nah, nah. You're, you're going way too big with that man. Yeah, they, they, they also, so to speak. Hey, oh. <laughs> yeah. They also didn't have uh, Bobby Cannavale or um, Kitty Sanchez. What's her name? Uh, Cheryl uh, from Archer. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God, I'm his, uh, uh, his ex-wife. His ex-wife. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And her new husband, yeah. Yeah, so they're not in yeah, either. Yeah, it's just uh, they tossed the formula out of uh, out the window. And for some movies, that would be great to mix it up a little bit. For but for Ant Man, just like nah, you threw out almost everything that was good from the other Ant Man movies, and you put this together. It's like eh. But but yeah, uh, Randall Park is the yeah. Like, yes, he's, he's hilarious. Too bad, yeah. He didn't have any speaking so, room. Speaking room. Yeah. I know Disney's never going to do this, but I saw a while ago a tweet that said, you know what, there's so many Marvel movies right now, I would pay to watch like a little mini-series of Luis uh, from Ant-Man just doing a recap of each movie <laughs> in his style to catch you up for whatever movie you're going to watch next. It's like, dude, that'd be genius. So of course they're not going to do it. Yeah, and with like his exaggerations or miss... Uh, yeah, you know, like... <laughs> Film different versions of what actually happened. And <laughs> yeah, the lip syncing and everything. Yeah. Oh, that'd be great. That would be. Uh-huh. But yeah. Go watch. So what I'm saying is, go watch Guardians 3 multiple times. You will not be disappointed. I really am going to make an appointment to sneak out to see that this week. So we'll see if I, mm-hmm. see if I succeed. Ah, so good. Oh, I took my kids to watch it. And uh, yeah, it was a little bit tough for them to watch. But overall, they really liked it. Um. Yeah, how did they do? There, that was kind of. I thought that'd be tough on one, tough one on kids with lots of stuff. There's some dark stuff. There's some like mm-hmm. face melting at some point, isn't there? And the yeah. animal stuff. And... But uh, it was. Yeah, it was. It was good. I mean, they they really liked it. They enjoyed. They understood why stuff was happening. It's like, are you a little scared? Just like, yeah, it's really sad, but you know, hopefully everything will be all right. Okay. So, yeah, if your kids, if you think your kids can handle like a little bit more mature stuff, like my kids are uh, nine and ten, so they're all right. All right there it is. Anything else, Alex? Oh, I'm finally getting around to playing Persona Five R. Um, Royal. So if you if you don't know what it is, this is like Atlas's mo, where they put out a really great. Persona game, and then they say, "You know what? Now we're going to put out the same game, but better." <laughs> I, I, like, so uh, they do. How many years apart were these? Like two years? No, it was more than that. Um, yeah, it was. It was more like. So it came out. P five came out in twenty seventeen. So early, 2017, early twenty seventeen. Yeah. Yeah. And then P five R didn't come out until spring of twenty twenty. So three years. Um, okay. They did include a lot of like quality of life stuff, which I'm assuming oh, yeah. that they they got that feedback from fans, which I guess is nice. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, anyway, yeah, P5R yeah. is great. I mean, so so far it's still really good. Uh, I did notice some of the added stuff, and I do appreciate it very much. So we'll see. If you want to play a Persona 5 game, play this one. Just like if you want to play a Persona 4 game, play Golden. <laughs> 
So I, uh, speaking of Vigi games, I, I am playing Midnight Suns. Uh, I'll, I'll talk more about that next week, though. Uh, yeah, I, I, I am wanna... enjoying it though. I'm waiting <laughs> for the price drop because I'm a dad, cheap dad. <laughs> All right, uh, Jeff, anything you want to go over? Uh, a couple things. Speaking of Marvel movies, this weekend opens the new Spider-Man movie, the new Spider-Verse. Ooh. So, Lord, oh, I gonna go see that. Yeah already have our tickets for that one um i forgot to mention this a few weeks ago alex had said that at least in our our chat that uh the hateful eight was available on netflix so i watched that and i watched the did you watch the series yeah the series so they basically broke the movie up into four episodes and then added padded them so like 45 minute episodes or whatever Um, it's pretty good i I still think it's my least favorite Quentin Tarantino movie, but um, it's still very enjoyable. Still a very good movie. I, I uh, so it's funny, like you, you get all these great actors, and it's it's been Walton Goggins that have that has stolen the show, like in the last couple of things he's been in. Like easily my favorite like actor and character from from that and from Django Unchained. So, um. Yeah, he's really good. They they all are in this. Yeah, but yeah, they're all good. But what's, it's, it's... what's her face? She, I think she steals the show too. She's hilarious. Domergue. Huh? Domergue is her name. Yeah, her. exactly. Um, but all that and Sam Jackson. Anyway, everyone's really good. The performances are good. I mean, this is like not Sam said Spielberg, Tarantino doing his like twelve Angry Men, getting them all in one cabin and just filming all this stuff and just. The, the thing also too which who's the betrayer and <laughs> oh you mean among us <laughs> sure um, but then it goes outside every once in a while for the big cinescope scenes and everything not cinescope but whatever the big widescreen yeah um, so it's pretty good uh, but I still would you, which version would you recommend for somebody uh... who hasn't seen it you know if you're watching this at home just watch the series and just don't all you don't have to watch it all in one sitting I don't know cool I saw the first one in the theater, I think, and then I've seen it this time. And it's been so long since I've seen it, so I couldn't really tell you what was new and what wasn't. I but, see. Okay. Um, on top of that, I, oh, I know I've seen some stuff, but just recently... I've seen some shit. <laughs> <laughs> we watched a documentary on Netflix about golden auctions. You guys know about them? They're like... Oh, yeah, I saw that series. That was fun. Yeah, they auction off. It's mostly it's like baseball, like sports memorabilia. Um, but it's just cool about how the, they get. What about the Pokemon cards? Yeah, so then, it, well, first of all, we'll get to the Pokemon cards next. But they're, you know, they're like, oh, Michael Jordan number one, and this and that. But then they're apparently nowadays they have these special. I mean, you buy a box of cards, and they're these special ones. They already cost like twenty five thousand dollars just for the box of cards. Mm-hmm. And everyone, and you're guaranteed to get some cards that are worth a thousand dollars or whatever. But then there is this big. It's called the Triple Logo Man card, where yeah, they're basically nuts. there are cards where they're cutting the the NBA logo out of let's say. Um, well, in this case, it's the the one you want to get. There's only one of them. Is the logo from LeBron James game worn Heat jersey, Cavaliers jersey, and Lakers jersey, and they're cut out and they're put into a card. And there's only it's one of one, and the search was on, and somehow someone in the final ep- in one of the episodes got it, and it was immediately offered, I don't know, two million dollars or something ridiculous like that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's pretty crazy. Um, but then, yeah, the other thing they had were uh, po- was Pokemon First Edition, right? 
Alex? Those yes. boxes and then that Charizard. Oh, yeah, I don't know. Person that's boxes and yeah, the the sh- shiny Charizard No Shadow is like I think the rarest one because it's yeah. kind of like a mistake card. So there's not a lot of them. And so just the box. So they're still unopened boxes, and those are selling for what were they saying? Like hundred to hundred seventy five thousand dollars. <laughs> yeah. And he visits with what's his? Who's that guy? That YouTuber? Yeah, Logan Fighter, Logan Paul. And they're just like going halvesies and opening them up and getting nothing and just. But they're just blowing a hundred thousand dollars and opening these box of cards. But the other insane. ones that they already own also jump up in value too. So yeah. Uh, but then it goes from like then Carl uh, Malone has a autographed jersey from everybody on the Dream Team, uh, all in that cases. That was nuts. Yeah, and then that was but he crazy. wanted he was selling them, and just I don't know. It was just some crazy ass shit this one guy who lives in puerto rico has like every single nba thing ever possible like it, yeah this <laughs> is the first largest... jersey michael ever michael jordan ever wore for the bulls like how you got that i have no idea yeah. don't ask <laughs> yeah <laughs> I'm like i know how carl malone got it he was in the locker room and apparently his wife was smart and picked him all up <laughs> he took him. like what are you doing <laughs> like i trust that malone would have access to those jerseys how this dude has jordan's first jersey i have no idea mm-hmm. but um, anyway, that was interesting. Uh, we also, Lord, I watched the documentary on Pamela Anderson last night. That was pretty interesting. Hmm. Um, does she rip? Does she rip? Yeah. What does that mean? <laughs> Isn't that what Tommy Lee was saying throughout the whole sex tape? You rip, <laughs> baby. You rip. I don't remember. I don't know. <laughs> uh... But yeah, I mean, how that the tape just ruined their life or her life, mm. especially, and how she's been yeah. married like six times. This is ridiculous. Like during wow. the filming of the documentary, she got married and divorced. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh no, it's so bad. But uh, she's on Broadway or was on Broadway for a little bit. Um, yeah. Anyway, it's very fascinating from you know basically a, a star of our our youth. Um, and I want to say there was one other big thing I want to talk about. I watched, but I can't remember. So, that's it. Uh, oh, I, I was going to ask you guys. So, I saw that the new Zelda is out. Have you, are you guys playing that? <laughs> nope. I have really not put a whole lot of time in the first one, so I need to go back and do that. And then I can do Tears of the Kingdom. That's just, I, was, I almost got it. I was like, what am I doing? I didn't even beat the first one. So yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think you're gonna like this. One. Although I, I do, I do yeah. see like some of the crazy things you can do pop up in my like Reddit feed constantly. <laughs> in in yeah. tears, so that looks interesting. There's some nuts of stuff. It's like, eh, is this this does pose the question: Is this really a Zelda game? For many fans, it is not. Like probably the older fans, but we've probably reached the point where it's like, you know what? This has changed so far that it's not my Zelda. It's the Zelda of a new generation, which is fine. It's like Pepsi. Yeah. You mean Peppy. Peppy. <laughs> um, nice, nice, nice pull there, Alex. Uh, yeah, but to mention my, our generation, I have been playing uh, A Link to the Past on my Switch. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> I got the Master Sword the other day. And that, that is a Zelda game right there. Good job, Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> it's awesome. Um, Did the little thief guy take it from you? No, he took everything else, though, little bitch. <laughs> took my bombs and... I would be. Uh, but yeah, I forgot why I stopped playing. 
probably Laura. Anyway. <laughs> um, <laughs> is that it? Sounds like we're good. Uh, yeah, that's it. <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. We at Hans Shop First would like to thank you for listening and supporting the podcast. We would love to hear from you, so feel free to contact us on Facebook and Twitter at Hans Shop First. Also, please leave us a review on iTunes. Reviews are greatly appreciated and help us get more exposure. Once again, thanks for listening and supporting the podcast.